Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined by none other than InsideTexas.com publisher, Eric Nalin. Eric, uh, Longhorns, it's been week two of practice. Uh, since you and I got together, a lot of things have transpired. There was the first scrimmage. There's also now uh, been uh, been another practice late on Tuesday night that yep. we got some intel on that we want to share with folks. Uh, but also we want to take this opportunity because when we do state of the program, Eric, we're trying to talk to people about the overarching look and, and feel of the program and what's going on. And to do that, I think we kind of need to do it position by position. And while we start with quarterbacks, that kind of leans into one of the overarching things you heard about Tuesday night's practice. And that's not just that Arch Manning had a good practice, but that Quinn Ewers had a really good practice as well. Start and tell us a little bit about the quarterback situation right now as we head into week three of practice in the, in the preseason. Yeah, I think everybody's uh, kind of focused on Arch just because he's made a lot of uh, wow plays of late, you know, long runs, long throws, um, just a very natural guy at the positions kind of coming. You can tell he, uh, he, he took what he learned in the spring, uh, sat on it over the last couple of months and came back really ready to, to hit the ground running. So he looks great. Um, but, you know, that's the future. The president is Quinn Ewers, uh, and he looks really good as well. Um, he's, he's more well-schooled than Arch when it comes to, uh, you know, getting to his check downs, uh, checks at the lines. Um, he's just a little bit faster uh, on, on those aspects that, you know, kind of come with more experience. Uh, but then, of course, he's got the natural tools as well. Anybody that saw that play that made its way to Twitter, we covered that in the scrimmage the other day. The, the back of the end zone throw to uh, A.D. Mitchell was just, you know, showed sensational touch, uh, great timing. Um, you know, he, he looks really good. So, uh, you know, everybody's excited about Arch. There's no doubt it's, there's a good reason for it. Um, but, you know, Arch is looking – or uh, Quinn is looking really good right now as well. Uh, you mentioned that, and, and, and this is the question I have for the quarterback spot, right, is Arch is, is, is fighting with Malik for the number two spot, but there's not a fight for the number one right now. That, that, that needs to be said, right? No, no. Arch, I, th I think Arch and Malik are definitely in a competition. Arch took a lot more reps with the twos last night than he had previously after the strong scrimmage. A um, little meritocracy there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's everybody knows it's Quinn's team. There's no doubt about it. Um, you know, I think it's just that, you know, Arch is making some plays that kind of are making its way public. Uh, Quinn is doing all the right things, all the little things uh, that, you know, maybe he struggled with last year. He's just a lot more comfortable, a lot more poised. He has a lot more uh, intention uh, with, with where he's going to go with the ball. Uh, everything's a little bit quicker with him. Uh, so he's going to, you know, I think he's going to have a really strong season. There's still going to be a, a couple, uh, you know, what the heck plays. Um, but, you know, on, on balance, he's going to be much improved over last year. He already is much improved. Got it. Uh, moving on to running backs. I'm speaking with Eric Nalin, publisher of InsideTexas.com. Uh, if you want more detailed practice reports than you can uh, possibly fathom, make sure you check out InsideTexas.com. Er Eric, uh, let's move over to running backs. I talked to one person last night. Uh, they said that Jonathan Brooks, the, the running back for Texas in the offseason, had grown up and got his man body. <laughs> that was the quote. Uh, what are you hearing at the running back position, including Cedric Baxter, Keelan Robinson, Jaden Blue, and those guys? Well, yeah, we're hearing that about a lot of positions, uh, you know, looking SEC ready, you know, bigger and, uh, you know, not just bigger, but also moving incredibly well. You know, it, Brooks is kind of like yours in that he has the advantage of experience uh, where he's got a very talented freshman nipping on his heels a little bit. Um, but, you know, running back is you're going to split the ball a lot more than you will at quarterback. Uh, you know, Brooks is just way more decisive uh, than I think anybody else. He knows where he knows these, these offensive linemen. He knows the defensive linemen, too. So, you know, he's kind of got this, that tendency build up. 
uh, where the hole's going to be. Uh, he knows the run scheme uh, better than pretty much anybody. Um, and so, yeah, he's, you know, and then on, on top of it, he's a naturally talented runner. He's got great feet, great vision, great quickness. Uh, so right now he's your starter for sure. But, um, you know, Cedric Baxter really turned a lot of heads last night with his uh, lateral agility. I think people see him and think that he's more of a straight ahead runner, uh, but he can get sideways and, 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 you know, make a little move to find the hole and, and hit it and go. So, um, you know, I think that that's going to be your one, two punch, but then, you know, Keelan Robinson made plays, you know, I think everybody heard about his fourth down uh, touchdown the other day. Uh, Jane blues having good camp. I think uh, those guys might make some uh, noise on third downs or on special teams. Uh, but right now, you know, I think it's probably going to end up being a, a two-man platoon for the most part. Uh, but, you know, Keelan has got a lot of experience. And, and then Jaden Blue's earning some playing time, uh, you know, with his improvement over the last year. All right. Uh, speaking with Eric Nalene of InsideTexas.com. Uh, Eric, uh, each and every uh, state of the program each week is brought to you by Adam Lowy of the Lowy Law Firm. If you've been seriously injured or on the job or in a catastrophic wreck, uh, you may be entitled to some compensation. Make sure you reach out to Adam and his law firm, the Lowy Law Firm, at LoweyLawFirm.com uh, or 512-280-0800 for a free consultation today. That's LoweyLawFirm.com. Adam and his team focus on results for their clients, and we appreciate him uh, for his help in sponsoring uh, the state of the program. Uh, Eric, next, wide receivers. It's been the talk of camp. It's been the talk really since spring uh, you and I have said it over and over. These guys, this room is as talented as it's ever been. What What are you hearing of late here? Yeah, I mean, you know, pretty much every phone call I have starts off with A.D. Mitchell. If he's not the first player I mentioned, he's one of the first two or three. <clears throat> you know, he uh, caught a touchdown last night on a, you know, we know that he can go 50-50 uh, in Moss, guys. But last night he made a move and took it to the house. I think you reported it. I heard the same thing. Um just a very good athlete for the position on top of his size and, and, uh, and ball skills. Hands are, you know, hands can be a little iffy at times, but, but his ball skills are there. The way that way he finds the ball and attacks the ball in the air. Um, Isaiah Nair caught a bomb. You know, he, if he comes back and he's a hundred percent, it just makes it even more unfair. Uh, Jordan Whittington did a Jordan Winston thing last night on the RPO glance route uh, touchdown. Um, you know, I think uh, they could use RPOs a lot more last year. Um, and, uh, you know, I think they're realizing that now. I think Jordan Whittington's going to poise to have a pretty big season, especially on those types of routes. And then, you know, I haven't heard much about Xavier Worthy, and that's a good thing because we know he's uh, working hard, um, and we know the natural gifts are there, and I think he's in a better spot. But, yeah, it's been kind of a quiet camp. He had a, he had a pretty quiet spring, too. Uh, let these other guys get the reps. Uh, once the lights come on on uh, first Saturday, I think he's going to make a lot of noise. Speaking of Eric Nolene, publisher of InsideTexas.com. Eric, tight ends. Uh, it's JT Sanders at all, but Gunnar Helm sounds like he's solidifying that number two role. And actually, uh, as Jeff Banks said in the preseason uh, press conference, he feels like Gunnar Helm is saying, hey, don't forget about me each and every day kind of thing. Is that is that is that your take on what you're hearing behind the scenes? Yeah, I think uh, I think they'll feel feel comfortable playing him even in 11 personnel when there's only one tight end out there to spell Jatavian. you know Jatavian's still going to be the guy but uh they do need more depth there um and you know gunner gunner's just a good all-around tight end he's not not an exceptional uh receiving tight end he's not an exceptional blocker uh but he's solid in each i think he's going to play a valuable role this year yep i i feel like sanders is kind of an x factor in this passing game but gunner helm is is more of that settle factor you know where you you know you're going to get what you get out of him uh yeah. in a, in a in the pass game and in the run game as well and it's good to be able to count on guys like that 
Yeah, Sark had one his last year at uh, at Alabama. More uh, Forstall, Miller For- Forstall, I think his name was. Number 87. Anyway, yep. he had like 20 receptions or something. Yeah, he's more of a constraint uh, against the uh, more deeper uh, threats. Um, you know, you, you know the guy's going to get open because there's so much focus everywhere else and he can convert. Uh, you know, Helm made a move the other day in the scrimmage, uh, picked up 20 yards, broke a tackle, picked up 20 yards. I mean, he's he's not a statue by any means. He's a pretty solid athlete. You worried at all about Jatavian Sanders coughing up the football in practice on Saturday? No, he you know, he got a nice dose of two guys uh, hitting him at one time. And that's you know, that's that's just football. He, you know, that, I'd rather it, it, it happened during uh, August camp than than, uh, you know, the second weekend of the season. Got it. All right. Offensive line has been a big uh, talking point for everybody. Eric, and, and what's going on there. DJ Campbell, our reporting at Inside Texas, has been that he's kind of taken over that role at, at right guard. Again, last night, he's the first one out there with the first team. Cole Hudson has seen action up and down the line of scrimmage. Uh, is that is that what you're hearing? And what are, you, what are you hearing about the cohesiveness of the offensive line overall right now? Yeah, you know, most of these uh, – um position competitions are kind of anticlimactic to me. And I, I think, I think DJ Campbell's trending towards being your opening day starter, you know, pretty clearly there. Uh, but, you know, Cole Hudson's going to play a valuable role and, and we do anticipate all these guys playing there. They can go up to nine uh, offensive linemen at this point at eight for sure. And, and, you know, Malik Agbo might get some of those uh, heavy set tight end looks as well. Uh, you know, the offensive line has improved um, cohesiveness. I think they, there still tends to be individual uh, mistakes uh, now and again, maybe a, a few more than, than Kyle Flood would like. Uh, but they are having more success running the ball um, against the defense than they have in the past, uh, including uh, just this past spring. Uh, so the offensive line cohesiveness, is, that's something that's going to improve throughout the season. It, it really does require a lot of choreography. Um, you know, if you go to a ballet, the opening night's not going to be nearly as good as once they have a lot more repetition. So I think that's what, you're, uh, what you'll be looking for. Uh, but, you know, there, there's a lot of familiarity with these guys dating back to last season. Um, you know, Campbell didn't play a ton, but but he did practice with this team all, all last year. So. You know, I think they're going to round into form, but they're, they're going to be a lot better in midseason than they are to start. Eric, let me ask you this question. You think they're going to be better run blockers than pass blockers, or what, what, are, what do you think this offensive line's strength is going to be? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Man, um, you know, part of pass blocking is, is you know, man, same with run, but I do worry about some assignment soundness on the interior uh, versus the uh, the pass. You know, we saw some, uh, you know, uh, they failed to pick up some blitzes, particularly later in the year. Um, you know, slide protection is going to be big with Campbell. I think he's got to uh, make sure that he tightens up his uh, missed assignments. He's, you know, he's got all the talent in the world. 
Um, but a lot of that just comes with experience and awareness. Um, so I'm, I'm a little concerned there. I, I tend to think they'll be a little bit better run blockers. Um, but there are so many other passing weapons that I think Sark can overcome it if he has to get the ball out quick. You know, RPOs are going to play a big part in, in creating indecision. Sark's going to be able to create indecision, and that tends to slow down the pass rush. Got it. Okay. Uh, defensive line. Uh, and I, and I, I'm adding in edges here. Uh, Eric, just so you you and I are clear. So that means Baron Sorrell, Ethan Burke, Justice Finkley, Colton Vosick, yeah. that group are included with the Byron Murphy, Trill Carter, Alfred Collins. Um, you know, the name that we heard, both heard coming out of Tuesday night's practice was Jeray Bledsoe. Um, he had, it, what I was told, two would-be sacks against the second team offensive line, so it wasn't against the first group. But still, that's being productive. Uh, is he kind of an X factor here for this this line as we go into this season, or is he so far down we don't know that there's really a place for him quite yet? No, I think he's going to play. I think he's going to probably get around 200 snaps this year. Um, oh wow! Yeah, I think um, you know it's, that's what you know. I think uh, Broughton had 230, 240 last season. Uh, I think Broughton's moving up in the pecking order a little bit. Uh, Alfred Collins, of course, is uh, looking like he's going to cement that role at at three tech, which is going to uh, move Sweat over with Murphy. Um, and so I think, uh, I think that opens the door sweat playing more, uh, more one tech or, or, or nose tackle is going to really open the door for Bledsoe to play quite a bit. I think, I think he will kind of uh, carve out more of a situational role, uh, but I do think he's going to play, um, you know, first, second down snaps at, at certain points during the game, um, similar to, similar to Broughton last year. So I think that usage will be, um, you know, 200, 200, I can see it because he really is coming on. Um, he's not the biggest guy yet, uh, but he moves incredibly well. He's, he's going to, if he's going to come in on these tired defensive tackles, he's, and he's fresh, perfectly fresh, you know, playing 15, 20 snaps a game. Uh, I think he's going to cause, cause some havoc this year. I think he's going to flash enough to where people are really excited about 2024 for him. That's I mean, that's just a, one of the more interesting things I've heard you talk about before, because I never, I never categorized Bledsoe in that way, uh, quite yet, Eric, but that's a, that's a interesting news. Uh, all right. Linebackers, Eric, uh, look, Jalen Ford is the guy for, for Texas, right? I mean, we, we know that. What goes on around him, though, Eric? What, what, are, what are you hearing behind the scenes that either disproves the idea that David Bend is going to be the starter next to him, proves it, and then what else is going on at that position right now? Well, I mean, David Bend is going to be the guy that starts next to him uh, to start the season. There, I think there's very little doubt. It goes back to what I said about these position battles being uh, anticlimactic for the most part. Uh, you know, Bend is just usually in the right spot. Now, I didn't say always in the right spot. Um, that's kind of been his uh, issue in the past. Uh, but he's fast, um, you know, and, and, and for the most part, he's playing his, uh, his assignments the correct way. Uh, he does tend to over-pursue, take advantage of that speed a little bit. I think that's going to be something that he's going to have to learn uh, the hard way in a game or two before he really dials it in. Uh, but for the most part, he's the guy that knows knows best what to do, and, and he's the most comfortable getting in, uh, getting deep in his drops as well. You know, all these guys are good in coverage. I think Ian Boyd was pointing that out recently. Uh, Bend is a very good uh, uh, pass-defending uh, linebacker. So he's, he's going to be the guy. Maurice Blackwell is still uh, working, uh, working that linebacker spot as well as Sam. Anthony Hill's doing a little bit of everything. I think Anthony Hill, we already talked about it, but I think he's going to play a whole lot uh, on third downs this season. What about Leonga LaFowle? We hear his name quite a bit. You, you hearing anything there? Yeah, yeah, he had a pick the other day, I know. Uh, he's exceptional in coverage for an inside linebacker. It's just, uh, you know, you go to his high school tape, you see him, he looks like a safety. 
uh, back there in coverage. He's just a, uh, you know, well-coordinated, uh, fluid kid um, and knows how to get deep and, and knows how to find the ball. Uh, so he's, he, like I said, I've been saying this for a long time. Everybody saw a little three-star. You know, I've been saying that he's going to be the future at, at Jalen Ford's spot. Um, and, you know, nothing's changed on that. They're, they're extremely excited about him. There's, they're almost as excited about him for Ford's role as they are at, uh, about Hill uh, and his, uh, you know, ability to get after the passer. All right. I uh, want to say thanks once again to our sponsor, Adam Lowy, over at the Lowy Law Firm. Uh, Adam and his group uh, specialize in results for their clients. If you've been injured in a wreck or on the job and need a consultation from a quality lawyer that's been doing it for decades, give Adam and his group a call at LoweyLawFirm.com. Call them at 512-280-0800 or reach out via, via um, the website and contact them for a free consultation today. That's Adam Lowy over at the Lowy Law Firm. We appreciate him uh, for his sponsorship of the show. Eric, uh, you've been, let's move to the secondary. You were the first person to really ride high on Manny Muhammad potentially making an impact this year, okay? We're, we've, we're two and a half weeks into it. And in the secondary, so far, I don't know that we've heard another player causing as many turnovers in scrimmage and live action than Muhammad. Tell, take, tell us what's going on at corner because Texas has four guys there we think that can really play and then at safety as well, if you don't mind. Yeah, I mean, his, you know, his play style, he's got like, you know, when you think about the most cerebral safeties out there, he's got that sort of mindset at cornerback. And so he's just, he's just always around the ball. You know, I, I rarely ever hear about a corner being around the dang ball as much. Um, you know, he'd probably make a fantastic nickel uh, eventually if they, if they wanted to go that route. Um, you know, they might not have to. He's, he's such a good corner. But, you know, he's just, he's just uh, extremely uh, well-versed at using his eyes. His awareness out there is, is incredible. He's just an extremely high IQ football player. He's kind of a high IQ individual to begin with. Um, so yeah, he's, uh, he's just way ahead of the curve. That's a, you know, it's, he's, he's a decent athlete. Um, not an exceptional corner athlete. He's good. He's quick. He's fluid. Uh, maybe not that typical first round cornerback athlete that you see running four, three and jump 40 inches or whatever. Um, but he's going to make a ton of plays and uh, he already is. He's probably going to be the number three corner this year. I, I think, um, you know, I think at times Brooks is going to play in the boundary and I think, uh, at times Muhammad might play in the boundary as well. They've, they've got to figure out a way to spell, uh, Ryan Watts. Uh, but I think Muhammad, even though he's not the biggest guy, he, he plays physical. He's got a really physical mindset. So he's just way ahead of the curve, man. He's advanced. He's a, he's a guy that would score, you know, 1600 on the SAT. <laughs> the football SAT. The football uh, SAT. Uh, hey, hey, uh, well, the regular SAT too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Eric, uh, the other question I had for you there is um, depth at corner and then cross training at corner is natural. Uh, you mentioned trying to spell Ryan Watts at times in the boundary uh, in the secondary uh, Jade Barron's backed up uh, behind by Jalen Gilbo and then some others. Austin Jordan was wearing a green Jersey last night. What's going on at nickel? Is it still Barron then Gilbo? And then what about the two safety spots? Yeah, it's Barron Gilbo um, Jordan. And then uh, Jelani McDonald, who I think Sark mentions every chance he gets, we've heard a lot about him and written a lot about him too. I mean, even yeah. those, even these guys that aren't going to play a lot this year, man, we're hearing all the right things about him in practice. It, it truly, I mean, Eric, I agree. Like that, that is one of the things that it's just a tell. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. we go through this and we've seen this. If they don't mention somebody, it's because they're probably either not doing what they're supposed to, or they're just 
managing expectations, right? Yeah. Sark is having no problem mentioning half a dozen to to ten freshmen in any single press conference. It's got it's. Yeah, we said on the, we said on the state of the program. I think in uh, maybe June or so, early June, where you know there's going to be about at least ten guys drafted from that class, and you know I think that's uh, they're they're certainly living up to the to the billing early. Uh, so I think, you know, star or nickel position is pretty much set. It's going to be Jade Barron, Jalen Gilbo, number two. Austin Jordan's got a chance to play some this year because, uh, you know, Barron hasn't always been 100%. Gilbo hasn't always been 100%. Uh, so Gilbo's got to be – or uh, uh, Jordan's got to be ready, and, and, of course, he is. You know, he's a, he's a smart, savvy football player too. Um, and then at safety, it's, you know, everybody talks about Catalan. I think, uh, you know, somebody told me from last night he's the last guy on the team you want to get hit by. Um, there's just the uh, the physics of it, you know. He's he's not he's not tall, but he's he's very densely built. Um, it's kind of like Quandre Diggs. Nobody wants to get hit by Quandre Diggs, um, as Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and, and so, uh, you know, that safety is is pretty much locked in. Um, and then you've got uh, Jaron Thompson, who's you know he's made some plays uh, in recent practices. You know, last year I think they they didn't have a single interception until the final until the bowl game. Uh, that's going to be a lot different this year if both those guys are out there and healthy. Uh, Keaton Crawford, second team. Uh, Michael Taft, second team, um, you know, all those, all four of those guys are going to play quite a bit. And then, you know, you've got Derek Williams, another one of those guys, Stark mentions quite a bit. We've, we hear a lot about, um, and then BJ Allen is, is playing well too. You know, I think, um, you know, I think, you know, I think they're going to go deeper with the safeties this year just to get these guys some playing time. They've got to get them ready for next year. Um, but you know, you know, you hope Texas has the lead to get the, enough leads to get the, those guys, the, the, the amount of playing time they need to get ready. But, um, they're just a lot deeper. All these guys, you know, B.J. Allen could start this year if he had to. Um, you know, Derek Williams towards the second half of the season could probably start. Um, so, I mean, they're they're just deep. It's just deep. Uh, the guys that aren't going to play a lot could play a lot on – would play a lot more on, on previous Texas teams. All right, speaking with Eric Nalene, publisher, InsideTexas.com. If you want all the practice reports you can it, it can possibly imagine, please check out InsideTexas.com. Yeah dot com right now we've got stuff going on they have to know it's a race you know every time practice is over we're all racing to get notes up you know jerry posted something i went in add a little more detail than you had one this morning then i'm gonna have another one uh here in a little bit so yeah we're uh we're competing against each other not just the competition that's exactly right hey before i let you go though i want to i want to hit on something that we don't often talk about enough and that's this topic special teams mm. Your thought, I, I've, I've been beating the drum a little bit in the last week, week and a half. I feel like Texas has a chance to be appreciably better on special teams this year. What, what are your thoughts on that? You know, I mean, they just have to cut out some of the mistakes. They would have been extremely good on uh, special teams. It seems like for every two play, two good plays they make, they'd make a uh, they'd have a bad one. And that was the, the problem. Their plus minus wasn't what it should be. They were making plenty of plays. Uh, but they were, they tended to give them give some back. Um, so I think they just have to play cleaner. But uh, I, I do think special teams is going to be a, a big advantage uh, in uh, almost every game they play because you know we talk about the depth of, uh, in athletes. Uh, that's where they first get their their beak wet was is on special teams. You know you can remember uh, Kenny Vaccaro's true freshman year. Like he didn't come in as the most highly re uh, regarded recruit, uh, but then he went down there and started smacking people left and right, and you're like, okay, you've got my attention. Uh, so I think that could be a guy like Warren Roberson, Jelani McDonald, some of those guys. So <clears throat> coverage units are going to be good. And, um, you know, Will Stone is stronger. Um, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll have touchbacks pretty much whenever they really want it. Uh, sometimes they prefer them to uh, bring the ball out because that <clears throat> that can give Texas an extra 10 yards if the coverage team does, it, does its job. Uh, but he's also a lot more consistent kicking, not quite as consistent as Burt Auburn. But uh, this year I feel comfortable saying Texas has two kickers. 
so, I mean, it's, you know, they've got five guys that can return punts and be dangerous. They've got five guys that can return kicks and be dangerous. Uh, so, you know, it should be an added advantage. They just have to play consistent. Yep. Keelan Robinson expected to be the lead <laughs> kick returner. The lead punt returner is still Xavier Worthy, but other guys are working at that spot too. So uh, it's going to be interesting. And of course, uh, you know, Jeff Banks has dialed up some really good punt block stuff yeah. uh, in his yeah. time in Austin too. So I, I just feel like it could be an X factor in a game or two this year. And it's like I said, um, and I've said this, they get one or two extra first downs from fakes this year and extend drives in the third or fourth quarter, Eric. With the clock running, it takes on renewed value or in, increased value as well. All right, uh, Eric, anything you want to add before we get going on this week's state of the program? Uh, I'm talking with Eric Nalene, publisher of Inside Texas. Well, I'm just looking forward to the rest of camp. You know, they've got a few more practices that are off today. Um, they'll have a couple of uh, lighter practices to end the week and then uh, the last real scrimmage. And then uh, fall camp is essentially over. They start class. They start looking to, uh, to the first game. Well, they'll probably start looking to all the games. But uh, – because, uh, you know, Rice Rice isn't the, the toughest opponent, but they'll start doing things that might, might not be uh, directed towards Rice, but things that will carry over in the season in general. Uh, so I'm looking forward to covering this final scrimmage. Uh, start, you know, we'll start uh, putting the, the depth chart in a much greater detail. We always try to beat the depth chart that comes out and see how and, and gauge our accuracy. We're usually right there uh, pretty close to it, if not exact. So, you know, that's that's a fun challenge. And then, of course, you know, hopefully uh, hopefully recruiting uh, continues to go uh, pretty well. We'll see that the, a lot of those uh, a lot of those battles are the very tough ones. Those are the tough ones remaining. Uh, we'll see how they do. Uh, five stars are five stars for a reason. Yep. Uh, in, in that regard. And then uh, the scrimmage that Eric referenced is this Saturday. It's the second scrimmage, the final one, we believe, uh, of fall camp. Uh, and we will uh, try to absolutely be there as well. All right, uh, Eric, I appreciate you, man. Thanks again for another great state of the program. That's Eric Nalene, publisher Inside Texas. Also, special thanks to Adam Lowy and the Lowy Law Firm uh, for their sponsorship of the show. Uh, we'll see you again next time. Uh, for Eric Nalene, I'm Bobby Burton. This has been On Texas Football.